Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. So, you'd like to believe in God, but with all that's going on in the news, you wonder, is there anything in this crazy, mixed-up world that you can be absolutely sure of? Well, two things come to mind. First, and this is very important, you might want to write this down, every positive historical event and human rights issue in history had Joe Biden right there at the helm. Second, twice a month, Jim Barrier is on the air with me. Jim, welcome back to the Bob Siegel Show. Oh, well, it's good to be here. Now, I just want to clarify, are you saying that Joe Biden is promoting human rights <laughs> or something else? Well, he claims that he visited Nelson Mandela in prison. He claims he was yeah, there marching with yeah. Martin Luther King. He says he was yeah. for gay rights even back in the 60s when nobody knew what gay rights oh. were. Yeah, he yeah, just goes yeah. on and on. Yeah, He does. And he also claims to have never told a lie. And uh, he gave the Gettysburg Address. He yeah, crossed yeah. the Delaware with George Washington. He did everything, Jim. Yeah, yeah, apparently. I don't know. I want to kick off with, I have friends who believe that we are on the brink of Armageddon. Again. And listen, maybe the end of the world is coming. Maybe we're headed to World War Three. But I mean, every time there's... Well, we could have World War Three without it being Armageddon. We had World Wars One and Two without it being Armageddon. Exactly. And there has been war in the Middle East since the end of World War Two, really. Well, and you could go back to the Crusades. And if the wars in the Middle East are our barometer of being in the last days, good luck. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean that there isn't some biblical prophecy associated with Israel in the Middle East. And in the Battle of Armageddon, a lot of nations will surround themselves against Israel. And Israel yeah. is very unpopular amongst the nations in the world today. So certainly uh, that could happen, and that could happen in our generation, but we don't know. Well, we don't know. But what's triggered some of the recent hubbub is this horrible thing that's going on right now between Hamas and Israel. Just a few quotes here, and it's pretty heated over there. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu promises full victory, and to elaborate on that, his Minister of Defense, Yovan Galat, said, we will topple the Hamas organization, we will destroy its military and governing infrastructure. It will take a month, two months, maybe three, but in the end, there will be no Hamas. And one more, Israel's Minister of Economy declared, Iran's ayatollahs will be wiped off the face of the earth if Hezbollah goes on the attack against Israel. So Israel has had enough. Their cup runneth over. They have, and frankly, I would be just delighted if they did all of those things, Israel, but I'm not sure our administration is going to let them. We're already a week out of the time when Netanyahu wanted to go in. We've yeah, been bombing yeah. the Gaza Strip, but the land incursion has not happened yet. And he was asked why the delay, and he said political reasons. Already political the United reasons. Nations is saying to Israel, now be sure to honor the rules of warfare and be sure to give a proportional response. Jim, What's a proportional response to women being raped and babies having their heads severed? If they were really going to give a proportional response, it would be war crimes. Instead, Israel is sending in leaflets and sending out text messages and asking people to evacuate. Hamas won't let them evacuate. Egypt won't let them go through Egypt. They're being used as pawns, and they want the collateral damage, and we have complete and total idiots who don't see the difference between people who deliberately target civilians and civilians who get killed as collateral damage, which Israel 
trying to avoid, but it's impossible to fight a war without collateral damage. We've never had a war victory in history without it, and we sure haven't abided by that in the United States. No. Didn't we bomb Berlin? Weren't there some innocent families in Berlin that got killed? But what were we going to do? Let the Nazis take over the world? No, and I just, Leslie and I were watching, is actually a travel video this afternoon, and it was about Germany, and some of the towns there, Hamburg, was pulverized by the Allies. I mean, there was nothing. They burned it to the ground with bombing. And that's unfortunate, but if somebody were to look at that carnage and compare it to the concentration camps, there's no comparison. One was the systematic desire to eradicate and annihilate and have genocide against the whole people. The other was a war, and in wars, people get killed. Yeah, that's that's And I wish there were another way to fight a war, but you can't. Well, it's the unfortunate truth. Now, what we did do is we sent some senators over there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the senators are doing a better job than Biden is so far. I thought Biden's speech last week was abominable, but even some of the Democratic senators are saying some smart things. I wouldn't have thought I'd live to see the day. Yeah, I think they're realizing that they're up for re-election, many of them. So here's what happened. At a press conference in Tel Aviv, a reporter named Daniel Cohen asked Lindsey Graham, you know our old pal Lindsey Graham, why Rashida Tlaib has not been condemned for leaving a tweet up blaming Israel for the hospital attack that killed 500 or people. Or for the vile things she's said about Israel ever since she's been in yeah. office. And Graham, this was his answer, the senators are not here to talk about problems at home. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's really, I think it's really up to the House of Representatives to censure her. Graham is in the Senate. Yeah, but he, he was just asking, he did that. That was who he had to talk to. He said, how come no one is speaking out? And so he pawns it off, says, well, that's something back at home, which is ironic because they haven't been able to govern this country very well. And so Cohen responds. He says, it's a fair question, Senator. Graham pointed at him and said, get that guy out of here. Really? Now, that disappoints me because usually Graham is on the right side of the moral compass. I've had my issues with him, but that disappoints me. Yeah, and you know, I miss the days of Sam Donaldson and Ronald Reagan where they disagreed but had mutual respect. But these guys, you know, short fuses. So Cohen responds, I live here. I am an Israeli. I want an answer to the question. And he didn't get an answer. And later on, they both tried to apologize off the air. Well, I have a question. Uh, How come Rashida Tlaib, when asked how she felt about Jewish babies being decapitated, had no answer? But then she's out there screaming about this hospital that got bombed, which it's been absolutely proven that Israel did not do that. But I'll tell you what, sooner or later, if we don't tie Israel's hands and tell them that they have to go into every house with a box of seized candy and a bouquet of flowers and get out their cell phones and call a lawyer before they engage in any kind of warfare, if we don't tie their hands, there probably will be a hospital or two blown up as collateral damage. Rashida Tlaib is screaming about it. Ilhan Omar is screaming about it. Jewish babies being deliberately decapitated. And that wasn't collateral damage. That was something they set out to do to broadcast They don't have a word to say about it. It's just despicable. It is. And those are atrocities. That's not war. That's not collateral damage. There is a difference between collateral damage and atrocities. Yes, that's a very good way to put it, Jim. And then Leib and Omar are among those who hate Israel. They hate Israel. And I think they're lying. I think they're very much in support of terrorists and governments who support terrorism. They've gotten their way into, they've been elected, usually in districts that are heavily populated by Muslims. And these people hate Israel, and they don't even cover that up. They blame Israel for everything. And 
The sad thing is, I have had friends who are the same way. They see Israel as the villain in all of these things. It's because we've been uh, lied to about the history of the Middle East for the last 60, 70 years. Yeah. So it's a real tragedy. It's a tragedy that there are people like Talib and Omar who are actually in government, and they hate the best ally we have in the Mideast. Israel's been an ally to the United States since its inception, and how can you turn your back on them unless you are in bed with the governments and factions who hate Israel with a passion? And it's sad, but it's sadder that, as you say, there are so many Americans who have drank the Kool-Aid, they've been lied to, believe the lie, and their sentiments are, there's a lot of anti-Israeli demonstration going on in our country. In fact, you have it right there in San Diego. Well, Uh, we have them at universities from coast to coast. Yeah. Well, you heard about the one down there. They were demonstrating and they were destroying Israeli flags and a reporter engaged them and they assaulted a reporter who was just trying to, you know, cover the story. These people, they don't go by any rules. There was one college campus where the professor made the Jews go and stand in the back of the room so that they could be shamed. This is like when the Nazis and the Nuremberg laws said Jews aren't allowed in the park. You know, the Nazis didn't just round the Jews up one day and send them to concentration camps. They had all these insane laws first. Laws like all Jews go to the back of the classroom. That's where we're living right now. We are in pre-Nazi Germany right now. I agree. I agree completely. And it's frightening to me, most of all, that... There's so many people that are blind to this. I've asked a number of my friends, what is going on? How can people buy into these wicked ideas and support wicked people? And the answer I've gotten from a number of my friends is that they're blinded. And you know, the scripture says that the people of this world are blinded by the God of this world, the devil, in other words, and that there is spiritual blindness. Now, I happen to believe that. And for some of our listeners, you might be thinking, oh, boy, there he goes, going off on all this religious, superstitious stuff. Well, give me a better explanation as to how so many people could be blind to reality and fact and act totally on emotions or being stirred up by those who would try to preach hate or influence people to hate. And, you know, you you mentioned it. It happened in Germany, and I've always wondered, how could good German people, I'm sure there were good German people that just turned a blind eye, looked the other way, went along with the thing. Now, maybe they Well, some people turned away because they were afraid to speak out. Others were sincerely brainwashed. Others drank the Kool-Aid. And my Christian friends, something to think about. We could have a great tribulation without it being the great tribulation. We could have persecution without you going, oh, great, Christ is going to come seven years later. We don't know when he's going to come. We do know that we may be in this world a very long time, and you should start thinking about the kind of world you want to leave behind to your grandchildren. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob.